So for the second time in three days, we're wearing red to honor a martyr. In this, these days, this, these octave day following Christmas, where we just celebrate it with joy and enthusiasm. And, and the mystery of Holy Mother Church, again, for the second time, she has us reflecting on the reality of martyrdom. It's not always so easy in black and white to say this is exactly why things are the way they are. So maybe it's a point of meditation, this great mystery of our faith, how so quickly after we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we're meditating upon martyrdom twice in three days. What is it that the Spirit is saying to us? What is it that we're trying to be be led to to reflect on about the mystery of Christ in our life? And what does it have to do with the reality of martyrdom. St. John kind of gives us a, an entrance into that as we read through that letter this week. This play between light and dark, between life and death. And that's what's at stake. The response to our psalm says, Our soul has been rescued. Like eternal salvation is at stake. And so we, we can delight in the joys of Christmas and the innocence, but we can't stop there. We have to allow Holy Mother Church and her wisdom through her liturgy to draw us to the depths of the faith. We just celebrate the Feast of the Holy Innocents today. We just heard in that, small, that short gospel the rage of King Herod. And as we read the Gospels, we get a a more complete picture of this man. And when we read read historical accounts of this time, we see that he was not a, a good man. He was ruled by his passions. He was a slave to the comforts of this world and and to his position of power. And any time he felt threatened, he would react violently. I, I say so frequently, not just me, but the church tells us we can't be ruled by our passions. We can't let our emotions dictate the choices that we make. In our contemporary culture, that's kind of the goal out there in the consumerist world is to have us living in our emotions. And that everything that we read and intake is meant to stir up our emotions, good or bad, so that we're operating on that very basic animalistic level. And here it is an example of what happens when we live that way. He felt threatened. He thought that his position was going to be taken away from him. And so he reacted violently. Any of you who have raised or are raising young children have probably dealt with that fight when you try to take a toy away or try to redirect their attention. These two and three and four-year-olds who throw temper tantrums because they have not yet learned how to control their emotions and to make mature decisions. When we are a slave to our passions, it doesn't matter how old we are chronologically, we act like a toddler throwing a temper tantrum. If you ever dealt with someone who was an addict in any way and tried to do an intervention, 
Anyone feels threatened that their security blanket, whatever illicit device it may be, whether it be drugs or a phone, you try to take it away in this violent reaction. And so while it's horrendous to think about what Herod did, in some way, we're not too far away from that. And this is the mystery of the salvation, the mystery of our faith, is that we must allow Holy Mother Church, and as she teaches us through the catechism, through the liturgy, to rise us, to raise us out of our emotions and to live in the reality of the truth, into the light, into the life. We heard about Rachel mourning her children. And so it makes us hopefully think about Rachel's vineyard and the, and the scourge of abortion in our country and throughout the world. And so on this day, we pray for an end to abortion and for all those men and women who are suffering from its effects. Rachel was mourning the loss of her children, it says, that when the northern empire, northern kingdom was conquered by the Assyrians and so many of the Jews were slaughtered, so her children would never come back. This is what it's referring to historically. But that reality exists for so many men and women because of a, a poor choice that they made. And so again, we pray for an end to abortion and for healing for all the men and women who are affected by it. And just a, a short reflection on this feast from Frank Sheed, one of my favorite theological scholar from the last century, speaking of this feast, he says, for us, 20 centuries later, there is anguish in thinking about the slain babies and their parents. For those slain babies, the agony was soon over. For in the next world, they would know whom they had died to save. And for all eternity, they would have that glory. For their parents, the pain would have lasted longer but at death, they too must have found that there was a special sense in which God was in their debt, as he had never been indebted to any. They and their children were the only ones who ever, who ever agonized in order to save God's life. Today we celebrate this feast, the feast of the slain children as martyrs. One thing they alone among martyrs have is that they died to save God from the men who would slay him. So again, we, we pray for the grace to overcome our emotions and to not operate in that basic level, but through grace, through virtue, we learn to live in the light.